Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey there, my sweet friends. This is Megan Hillica. Today we're going to talk about when you're just too tired. When you're just too tired, you're so exhausted. Um, this episode was inspired by a conversation I had with a mom inside of Gravy Mom's Haven. She was just talking about how tired she is, how she's so exhausted of grieving and so tired of the pain of the grief, so tired of feeling this way. She doesn't want to do anything anymore. She just feels exhausted beyond belief. And I knew exactly what she was talking about. This exhaustion is just beyond belief. But she shared with me that she was in Gravy Mom's Haven to have a place of accountability, a place to process and do the things that will support her on her grief journey when she's just so tired and she doesn't want to do anything and she doesn't want to do the things she knows is good for her to do. Um, she just too tired for it and she wants to have that place. Okay. She knows where she can go. She has a place to have those tools and resources and utilize them. So I found this in a journal I wrote in the year after Aria died and I wanted to share it with you. I wrote that I'm just done, ready to be done with this life and move on to the next. So sick of the sadness, the stress, the anxiety, the anger, the snappiness. No one else understands. Everyone wants to try, but they have no clue how awful each day actually is. I guess I wouldn't want others to understand either, but it sure makes you feel alone. This bone deep tiredness of just not wanting to go on anymore, not wanting to try, um, just like so sick of the pain is just not something you can easily explain to another person until you've lived it or truly are living it with this level of exhaustion. So I wanted to talk about this exhaustion, this tiredness, and some ways of thinking about it that might be useful for you and some ideas for how to support yourself through this exhaustion. So something I was reminded about after Aria died was your tank is beyond empty. There's just not energy in the tank. There's no gas in the car. It's not because you're doing it wrong. Um, It's not because, you know, you're weak or whatever, but because grief affects you on every level of your mind, your body, and your soul, and it drains all of the energy from you. So it's not because you're doing it wrong or you're not doing enough. In fact, I would offer that you're probably pushing yourself too hard and you're trying to do too much um, and you have a lot of judgment maybe about, you know, you're not doing enough and you should be doing more and all the things you should be doing that you're not doing and you're not giving yourself enough grace 
for what you're going through and you're not seeing the things that you are doing. Um, there's so much that you're doing that you're probably not seeing because you're looking so much at what you're not doing, if that makes sense. So when you're this exhausted, how do you even begin to do anything besides go to sleep and then uh, not sleep and then get more exhausted because you can't sleep and then do the things you need to do and the cycle continues. So the first thing here, there's nothing you need to do. Absolutely nothing you need to do. When your mind reads something as a need, it connects it with the things you need to do to survive this moment. So for example, like taking another breath. So you need to take another breath in order to live the next moment. So you do need to do this. You do need to take another breath. And this is literally the only thing you need to do right now. But when you're thinking things like, I need to send out those thank you cards, or I need to get back to that person, or I need to wash the dishes, your mind reads that need as a life or death situation. And it creates the level of stress in your body like it would if you weren't taking your next breath. So I think this is pretty significant to, to realize and recognize um, because not only is it draining you and exhausting you, but it's putting your whole body in the fight or flight, really panicky state of like, I need to do this, I need to do that. Um, when literally you don't need to do anything. So I was using my phone the other day and it kept being really slow. And if you've ever used a slow technology or had a phone like that, you know how frustrating it, frustrating it is when it doesn't work. And <laughs> you're like, you click on this app and it takes forever for it to pop open. And my phone kept popping up with this notification that some systems and functions will not work properly as the storage is full. And I'm like, seriously, okay, <laughs> this notification is so annoying. If, if you're anything like me, I kind of ignore it sometimes until my phone stops working. <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, fine, I'll delete some items. And then things keep getting added. And I had to delete quite a bit of items before my phone started working properly again. And it wasn't that the phone was broken or not working. It was that the memory or storage was completely full and there wasn't any room for anything else to come into it. Right? So it's not the phone that's broken. It was what was going on within the phone, the, the memory, the storage, and, and that I wasn't I wasn't getting rid of things, right? When you're navigating through grief and trauma, every storage system is jammed, it's full, or otherwise plugged in some way. So it's not that you're broken. It's you are not broken or anything like that. It's that your systems and where mind is processing data might be plugged or jammed or trying to process information that is just not going through. It's not being able to go through the processor. It's kind of slowing down um, and just really not able to get through because there's so much where your, your mind is trying to understand and process what happened. So even if you're not conscious of all the layers of grief or trauma at the moment, your mind is trying to process and work through it all. And of course, it takes a ton of energy 
just like I wasn't aware that my data on my phone um, was filling up and slowly slowing down the capacity, the same way grief and trauma in the background and even in the very front row seat, slow down the capacity of your mind to be clear and to be able to function in a way where you have energy. It takes a lot of energy to have that stored in your mind and body and to have your mind trying to process things that are not being processed. So in a similar vein to this, um, during my rapid resolution one-on-one calls with mom, this, this theme kept coming up again and again, this idea of not having enough energy at the end of their day to clean or get the things done that they wanted to get done around their house. They would, you know, be judging themselves and making like judgments about why am I not able to do this? What's wrong with me? You know, I don't have whatever it was, you know, the excuse, like I don't have little kids. I don't have, I don't have other kids. I don't have whatever it was that they were using as an excuse or judgment, I guess, for themselves of, you know, okay, why am I not doing this? Um, like they would go to work and come out absolutely drained and look around their house feeling like they should be doing more. So this actually came up quite a few times in a few different calls. And remember, the number one thing is there's nothing you need to do right. There's nothing you need to do. And then if you have a little bit more space in your grief, the things that rise to the top as what to do next are getting done, right? So what is getting done are the things that are rising to the top to do next. So notice how the little things at the bottom of the list take up so much brain space and begin to get bigger in your mind because you're thinking they're things that need to get done and I'm not getting done to them. I'm not getting them done. And they just start to weigh you down because they're not getting done, but you're thinking they need to get done. And so they're getting bigger and bigger. But if these little things were things that were to be done that were good to do that you were like, okay, this is what needs to be next. They would rise to the top as the next thing to do. Right? So when, when mind perceives need, it turns it into a bigger thing in a panic. But if they can just be little things at the bottom that can be put on the next day. And if they become something that needs to be done, they'll come to the top and you'll get them done. Right? I don't know if this is making any sense. Um, I hope so. But let's talk about the grief and trauma portion of it and say, let's go back to the, the data and the processor and say on my phone where, you know, memories and files are all getting jammed and plugged. And it's when you start to kind of clear those things that are plugging the energy or plugging the processor. Um, I've talked about this a little bit, like parts of grief or trauma say like, um, anxiety, anxiety causes a lot of stress in the processor, um, bringing data into the mind of a lot of fear and panic and, um, threat that keeps you on edge. And when you can clear that, then 
oh, okay, you have more energy. If you are living with anxiety, you know this. You know how exhausting anxiety is, like just physically draining and exhausting. And so when you start to be able to clear these things or um, even clearing when you're not able to sleep, clearing the reasons why, you know, your body is not sleeping. Um, maybe it's your body's in too much of a fight or flight state. It doesn't feel safe. Maybe you don't have the right, whatever, whatever the reason is, because this is a very common thing after your child dies is to not sleep. Um, so when you're able to clear that, number one, you are getting more sleep. But number two, your your processor in your mind isn't all clogged up with the lack of sleep, right? So as you start to clear these things, that's when you start to have more energy. So it's kind of a conundrum because when you're so tired and you just don't have the energy to do anything, it's like, well, I don't have energy to do anything. Why, why would I do these things that that seem like they might take up more energy? But in some ways they will give you, so say you give 5%, they give you 20% energy back. So the reward is so much bigger when you start to put some energy into clearing these things, into processing these things, into even just noticing, okay, simple things like, oh, I don't need to do that, <laughs> right? So again, there's nothing that needs to be done. Grief and trauma drain energy constantly. And if you don't begin to care for those, they will always be in the background draining your energy, even if you don't see them. So taking care of them and clearing parts of them will surely, surely give you more energy. When you're just too tired to do the things you want to do and know that those would be good for you to do, Again, you don't need to do this alone. One of the biggest things when you're, especially when you're in that state of just too tired, is to um, get outside support. Reach out, do something that's outside of you. Because again, remember, if you don't have all the energy, it can be really challenging to find it within yourself. So getting outside of outside help and support and assistance can be incredible. Like the mom at that I shared at the beginning said was the accountability in that place where she knows she can go um, because she doesn't have the energy. She just is so tired and so tired of being so tired. So go watch my free video on the best way to ease the pain of grief. You can go to lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com um, and you can just start to see, you know, what what are some options out there and how to begin to get out of this hole of exhaustion and maybe depression with it um, and just being so tired and not able to do the things that you truly do want to do because you don't have any energy because you don't have to continue to just try to muddle through this alone. Um, when you can get assistance in closing out some of those windows or those apps or those you know, processes that are draining your energy, you can begin to feel lighter and find some more energy to doing the things that are good for you to do and to have done. So again, go to lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com to watch that free video. And as always, I'll see you next week. Take care, my friends. 
If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.